it's a subreddit that is dedicated to like gossiping about all of the drama around these like fundamentalist like Christian YouTubers and like bloggers and like Duggars. There's so much. I had no idea. <laughs> it, it's it's like a total rabbit hole. I've been like balls deep into that Caroline Calloway story for the last like month. Oh, I heard about that. It's completely consumed my life. <laughs> you know what, Ollie? When I was reading it, all I could think of your voice in the back of my head going, whites on whites. <laughs> <laughs> white on white crime. <laughs> it's too damn high. <laughs> Get this white on white crime out of my community. Off my internet. Get that off of Al Gore's internet. <laughs> Not in my Caucasian household. Not in Stedman's world. Yeah. <laughs> Keep before we got on this call, I was like Googling Stedman to see if there were any Stedman updates <laughs> to give. There's been none. He gave a speech at some like correctional facility, but that was it. So I'm like, oh, so oh. Stedman's a cop now. That's what you're telling me. <laughs> they got him. Damn it, they got Stedman. <laughs> and this has been Stedman Watch. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> that was our Stedman, or Stedman portion of the show that we know you all come for. <laughs> And welcome back to Bros of Murder. Oh yeah, this, this is a murder podcast. Very much so. Contrary to popular belief, this is not like a Christian YouTube podcast or a Stedman. Not, not, in, not in completion. It's not totally about Stedman, but we dip our toe in. <laughs> we do indulge. <laughs> but yeah, we talk about true crime and then involve people of color. And we also play some music. And uh, now, do you want to do like the update first that you have, or you want to save that to the end? Uh, we can talk about. I have a lot to say about that shit, so we might want to save it to the end. Okay, we can. Yeah, we can do that at the end. Do you want to go first, and then I'll knock these babies out? Yeah, because I'm a. I'm a go. This is gonna. Be- that was a terrible turn of phrase. I would never hurt a child. <laughs> 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 I'm so sorry. <laughs> I think, uh, I think like when we get to your update, this is gonna be like a genuine read because I got a lot to say. I'm taking her to the fucking library. Uh, the library? <laughs> oh yeah, class is in session. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. Yeah, I've, I've got some thoughts too, so I'm excited to dive in. But yeah, take it away. So, and this, this is also gonna be upsetting. <laughs> so let's get ready and this is a it's gonna be kind of a shorty because it's like really recent everything's still coming out yeah but i'm gonna give you everything that i have and so keep my ears to the ground on it all right so now the date was february wow february (laughs) we'll bleep that part out no one has to know (laughs) yeah that was embarrassing (laughs) the date was september 16th at a strip mall in oceanside new york uh, and a it's a normal day like any other anything else mm-hmm. you know school is just getting out you're hanging out at the strip mall buying clothes and usually when I see a bunch of kids at the mall I automatically get anxious mostly because when I was a kid at the mall I was terrible yeah <laughs> so <laughs> when I see groups of children I'm always like oh let me go walk to the other side of the street <laughs> you this <laughs> yeah these goddamn you <laughs> so. A bunch of people are just sitting around like this outdoor Chinese place and they see a bunch, they see about like 15 kids just all of a sudden running by with their phones out screaming, chasing someone. And these 15 kids are being led by an aggressive eight to seven kids who seem to be targeting someone and chasing and harassing them. Oh dear. Now, 
The person leading this charge is a young white boy named Tyler Fletch, 18, and several other teens between, I think it was like 15 and 16. Okay. Who were, who were in a group after 16-year-old Kason Morris as he was walking a girl he was talking to home from school. And they chased him down, him and his girl, attacked him, jumped him, and then Tyler Fletch started stabbing him <gasps> in the chest multiple times, causing his death. What the fuck? Yep. On his way, he was just walking home from school? He was walking this girl home from school. And all of this happened under the watching eyes and cell phones of 50 to 70 other teenagers and adults who did nothing to step in or help. Wait, they all just sat there and watched someone get stabbed to death? Like they didn't... And they, in a big group, they all just watched this boy get jumped, beaten, and then stabbed to death. And they did nothing. Well, they, they, they did something. They filmed it on Snapchat, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Of course they did. They're like, you know what would help this situation if I live stream it to my followers? And that, and that's exactly what happened. No one stepped in to help Kason, who died of his wounds after being taken to the hospital. Well, after finally being taken to the hospital, because it took a while for anybody to realize that he was actually hurt. Because I and I found the video online. I won't share it because it's like horrific. Yeah. Like it starts. It it when you see the attack, it looks like he's just punching him until you see the blood. And you're like, oh shit! Like he just he was stabbing him. Like what the fuck? And uh, at a news conference on Tuesday, before any arrest was made, Lieutenant Fitzgerald of the Nassau County Police said that it was a prearranged fight over the girl that Kason was walking home. There was an argument over who she was dating, and like, no, it was, it was kid teenage drama shit over a girl that this 18-year-old decided he wanted to kill over. Ah. Uh. So uh, the dis, yeah. So the dispute boiled over. Uh, when the group of six to seven males charged at the victim and a couple of friends and during the melee, one just pulled out a knife and stabbed him. Now, Tyler has a lawyer, a, and I always have issues with these fucking lawyers. I get it, you have a job to do, but he's doing this straw man bullshit and trying to spin the story a complete opposite way. He claims that there is more to the story than just the video, even though the video has all the goddamn proof of what happened. He says that Kason is possibly part of a gang, not just any gang, he's possibly part of the Bloods, and this was a gang-related incident, even though there is zero proof to that. There, there is nothing saying that he was part of the Bloods. Yeah, like, they, they, you know what they're gonna do is they're gonna trot out some Facebook photo from, like, 2012 of him in, like, a red polo in a school picture and be like, see? A Blood! Like, uh, he's, a, he's a thug. I'm calling yeah, it right now. He's yeah. school <laughs> from ditching. Something ridiculous. Yeah, like they, and they do it all the fucking time. They try to like paint like, like a young person of color as like a, they try to dehumanize them mm -hmm. as much as they can. When it's like, okay, let's say he was part of this gang. That has nothing to do with the fact that this kid Tyler stabbed him over a girl. With no provocation like whatsoever too. At, and, and it's like and he it's did like, it with such ease. Even if he was in a gang and that was a gang-related innocent, you still don't get to go around stabbing people. Like, how would that even be relevant? At all. It, it justifies nothing. Yeah. <laughs> You're still lost, sir. Yeah, like, ugh, yeah, so, okay, buddy. 
the lawyer is claiming that he talked to some students and some people around town and that he that he was in a gang and he was dangerous and it's like that's a, that's so dangerous to say because there's no you have no proof you can't you can't prove it and so far there has been no proof so why are you even reporting this as fact and of course Kaysan's older sister and family all saw and heard this and Kaysan's sister was she made it a point to speak out on these blatant lies and she said that I quote I was disgusted and sick to my stomach that this lawyer tried to paint a picture of my brother that, that he was gang related. He was against violence of any kind. He was against gang violence. He was against, against violence towards anyone. She said that he was a good soul who would walk into any room just smiling to make everyone else happy. Yeah. And in tears. Yeah. And she described how she watched the video of her brother's murder because oh it was getting gosh. passed on the internet. Yeah. And she's. And she said she was just in tears and in shock that no one like helped him and he just laid there in his own blood. And uh, Tyler Fletch is being charged with second degree murder and he has pled not guilty and the trial is still ongoing. Uh, no one else was indicted in any like other than like assault, but he was the only one indicted with the murder. Like just imagining this poor boy in his final moments, he's been attacked out of nowhere and he's like being stabbed surrounded by this group of people who's just doing nothing like not one person stepped in and helped and and a, a ma- 50 to 70 people a massive group of people is watching you die and see and that's the thing too is like i can understand maybe you don't want to get in the middle of it because you don't want to get hurt but it's se- it's literally 70 on one or you know however many this guy was with like if you'd all banded together and do something you could have stopped that if if one adult would have just said if one adult would have just rushed in, if anyone would have just rushed in, he could still be alive. Like, I, I was in high school before, I get it, you see a fight and you're excited by it, but there's always that point where you're like, alright, break it up. Like, it's, it's just, it's sickening. And then, and then to post it online too, it shows that, that, that it's like a real disconnect that they're having with this violence. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't get where that's coming from. Like how are you so how are you so used to this violence? You're just like, oh, this is crazy, world star dog. Yeah. I'm just gonna post it on Twitter. Like I feel like people with cell phones and cameras have kind of taken on this documentarian like nature where you know they won't get involved with their subjects or anything. Like we're just here to watch. Like I feel like people have subconsciously like taken on that attitude. Like I don't need to step in. Someone else will. I'm just gonna record it. Like. It's not my job to get it's involved. It's the bystander effect. Yeah, it's yeah. the bystander effect, totally. And I feel like with the existence of cell phones and things, that's been amped up to like 100. Yeah, because like once you feel like, oh, this can give me, so this can get me a little bit of clout online. Yeah. You hit a little record button, you feel like you're not even there anymore because you're, you're also just watching it through a screen at that point. Exactly. One thing I will say, and this will come up in our coverage of Botham. Is it Jean Jean? How do you pronounce his name? Um, sure Jean, because they're from the Trinidad. Right? Okay, that's what I figured too. Um, but anyways, I googled a picture of this um, Casein. Is that how you said his name? Yes, yes. And one thing I will say that makes me kind of happy is in a lot of these side by side photos of him and the kid who stabbed him is like they use this very nice smiling photo of Casein and like this kid just oh, sitting the dread, there the with yeah with like this smug face looking like a complete asshole and i feel like it's so rare that you see them using like a humanizing photo 
of the black kid and the white kid looking like a complete scum. So that actually makes me really happy. Yeah, that's all too. He is like, he, he, you can, like, when I read the part of his sister saying that he would walk into a room smiling. Yeah. Because he make other people happy. And then you look at that picture, you can see it. Because he has, like, one of those, like, warm smiles that we yeah, just Yeah, it see just, it, like, like, radiates Aw. goodness. Oh, what a, well, that makes me feel so much worse. He looks like a really sweet kid. Which, I mean, even if he wasn't, you still don't deserve to get stabbed, but. Stabbed. Yeah. It just. Over, just over, over, over walking a girl home. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Ugh, this kid and, and imagine how she must feel too and you know what i'm gonna say pulling up this photo of the kid getting arrested what an indictment on adidas sportswear this guy is an oh adidas my God. jacket yeah, that fucking tracksuit <laughs> it's adidas tracksuit like adidas not a good look for you either like adidas is also responsible in a way because nothing good ever came from an adidas tracksuit I'm a full-on Adidas tracksuit now. <laughs> <laughs> For the, the, all the white pipe, so much white piping. Nothing comes good from that. <laughs> yeah, nothing good. Oh, man. If you're wearing an Adidas tracksuit, I think you're either like a felon or you're on your way to commit a felony. Like, <laughs> yeah, I think you're part of like the Eastern European mob if you're in an Adidas tracksuit. Or you have a horrible coke addiction. Like, I immediately don't trust you. <laughs> Yeah, and well, that was my case on Keshawn Morris and this fucked up age we're living in where teens are just okay with violence. Yeah, I hope that he is sentenced to like the fullest extent of the law because that is so brutal. Just seeing his smug face, I'm like, you know what? I I can't wait for you to be jumping, you little asshole. I know, like, uh, I just, I hope he gets the worst of it. Am I going to hell for saying that? Probably not. (laughs) That's... (laughs) it's fine well mine is kind of long and then we'll have that update on botham jean but we'll just dive into it so this story i feel like is a perfect illustration once again of how the criminal justice system sometimes just like fails completely but we'll get into that So, on August 4th, 2013, a 911 call was placed by the 15-year-old daughter of Sandra Cope. And Sandra was an Oakland federal defense investigator. Her mother describes her as someone who dedicated her life to helping others and seeking justice for the disadvantaged. Um, And in the 911 call, her daughter stated that she'd called her mother's work phone two hours earlier after she'd gone out looking for her lost dog with Randy Alana. More on him in a minute but had heard nothing back. She told 911 operators, I'm really scared. So, about Randy Alana. Um, buckle in, because it's probably really going to piss you off. <laughs> all right, all right, I've trapped in. So, Alana was the father of Coke's teenage daughter, who she met in 1993 when she interviewed him for a death penalty appeal for his childhood friend. Um, Coke ended the relationship that same year because of Alana's substance abuse issues, but in 1997, she chose Alana to father her child because, according to her sister, he had a high IQ and agreed not to be part of his daughter's life. Um, sorry, hold on here. So, while family and friends were aware that Alana was the father of Coke's daughter, none of them knew that he was a 17-time felon whose rap sheet included convictions of rape, manslaughter, and robbery. And okay, so he's got a lot going on. In addition to these offenses, Alana was also charged but acquitted of the murder of Mary Piggott in the late 1980s. Um, Alana claimed that Piggott had hired him as a bodyguard for herself, but she was murdered with a claw hammer in her home in Oakland. 
And although the trial ended in a hung jury, a childhood friend and witness testified that the day after the murder, while he was doing heroin and cocaine in a hotel room with Alana, um, Alana said that he killed a girl who had just fired him. So it goes on. (laughs) In addition to his trial for the murder of Mary Piggott, Alana pled guilty to a manslaughter charge in 1984 for killing a man in jail who he accused of being a snitch. Coke then reconnected with Alana in 2013 after he'd been released from a long prison sentence. Um, And she initially reached out to Alana because she'd heard he was back in Oakland and she was worried about him looking up her and her daughter and harassing them. I would be too. Yeah, as as one would after all of that. However, she ended up being charmed by him and even ended up introducing her daughter to him. Um, Oh no. Yeah. But it didn't take long for her to recognize that Alana was using drugs again and began stealing from her. So things came to a head after Coke's nine-year-old dog, who she considered to be her second child, whose name was Jenny, went missing. Coke obviously accuses Alana of taking the dog and told her friends and family that she was going to cut off all communication with him, but she was just, quote, playing nice for a bit in order to get her dog back. Um, And when he refused to bring the dog back, Coke called... Alana's parole agent and Alana was sent back to jail. After his release, he agreed to lead wait, her wait, to her it, dog. Oh, oh no. Is it okay? I'm sorry, what was that? I was I was just is the dog okay? <laughs> well, okay, so <laughs> the dog was never recovered. Oh no. So that's already He's already got like a body count here, dog included. He's a monster. So, anyways, That leads us back to the night of August 4th when um, Coke's daughter called 911. And the daughter was incredibly smart, actually, and she snapped immediately into action. So she used the Find My iPhone app and tracked her mom's movement from Oakland to Richmond. And in addition to the daughter's quick tracking surveillance footage from their neighborhood, as well as Alana's ankle bracelet, which he was required to wear as he was a high-risk sex offender, confirms that he was with Coke as her 2007 Mini Coupe um, drove to the Knights Inn parking lot in Oakland. And lawyers say that this is where Coke died of strangulation at the hands of Alana. Yeah. So her personal cell phone was showed pinging towers near where the body would eventually be found. And footage showed Alana pulling up to a 7-Eleven that night and using Coke's debit card to withdraw $400. A witness testified that just hours after the murder, Alana and her spent the night at a motel together, smoking crack and having sex. Police found Coke's cell phone on August 5th, and on August 6th, Alana was arrested in Pittsburgh for violating his parole. And among the items on his person were Coke's car keys and her debit card. So, um, I don't know if you've noticed a pattern, but he seems to have a habit of killing women and then doing a bunch of drugs the next day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> All of a pattern. Which is not a habit you want to get into. But anyways, yeah, of them. yeah. <laughs> it's just, it's all bad. Um, Alana was found if guilty of- want to just do drugs. Yeah, I'm going to say you, you really shouldn't be doing drugs or murdering people. But if you have to pick one, I'm going to say drugs. <laughs> smoke, yeah, just smoke that crack, man. <laughs> that, well, I don't want to say that's a victimless crime, but that will more just affect you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, anyways, Alana was found guilty of murder in June 2018, and while doling out the 131-year sentence for first-degree murder, along with a litany of other felonies, the judge stated that 
Lana's persona is a black hole that sucks the life out of all things positive. The judge also referred to him as creepy, manipulative, and someone who tells a tsunami of lies. Hoke's family expressed that everyone had been traumatized by her murder, the effects of which even materialized into physical illnesses. No one was affected more than her daughter, whose entire world was flipped upside down. Um, And as Koch's sister said in a letter to Alana, as you can see on the eyewitness stand, your daughter is a brave, courageous, and resilient girl. But every day for the last 21 months, she has had to fight to find a good reason to live. She has struggled to find self-worth through the pain and shame of learning that her father is a ruthless serial killer who betrayed her. Sandra did everything she could to rehabilitate you, a man utterly unworthy of her efforts. She tried mightily to keep you from going back to prison, but I believe that even she, a person generous and forgiving to a fault, would want to see you dive in prison for depriving her daughter of a mother's care. Um, so... Uh, they read him. They, yeah, they read I him, him to build. Fuck off. Well deserved. But so the, what I want to understand is how this guy who has a rap sheet miles long for violent offenses, including rape, manslaughter, and murder accusations, was allowed out on parole in the first place. Like, in what universe did they not understand that he was going to commit the same offenses again? And I really wish that charges like manslaughter, obviously, but especially rape, were taken more seriously by the criminal justice system because it's pretty much a guarantee that someone who commits a violent offense like rape or manslaughter is not going to be rehabilitated. They're either going to commit the same crime again, or worse, as we see here, they're going to murder someone. Um, but yeah, especially if they have a history of doing so. Like, it was like a one-time thing. Yeah, like you're a felon 17 times over, you're not changing. You know what I mean? Um But the bottom line is that he should not have been anywhere but prison in the first place. And I think as much as the blood is on his hands in this case, I think it's also on like the system that was so broken that he was allowed to be paroled. And I just really hope that her family and especially her daughter can find some kind of healing because what an absolutely awful thing that could have been prevented. Yeah, no, he's a black hole. And whoever let him out on parole, smoking crack too, probably. I'm not gonna gonna lie. The crack epidemic should be addressed, but that's a whole other episode. <laughs> that's a whole. That's a whole other. Episode. That's a whole other show. Wait, this is the second time we've touched on this. <laughs> Honestly, like I hope that there is a podcast out there that is all about the crack epidemic because if you want a topic I could go on about for hours, that is one of them. Maybe that'll be like a special episode in the future where we just <laughs> rip apart the crack epidemic. But anyway, so that uh, is the so, murder of Sandra Koch. So let's go to a break and then we'll do the update and dig deep into this goddamn case. <laughs> I have so I'm much so to ready say. to hear what you have to say. <laughs> All right. And break. Hey, murder fam. It's Andre. And I would like to dedicate this song to a friend of the show named Lacey. Lacey found me out in the wild, wild world of Facebook groups and said hi after a brief exchange and as promised Lacey I'm giving you this shout out thanks for finding me always love when people reach out if you're a fan and you see me in a rogue Facebook group posting memes or just popping shit say what's up and I give you a shout out so as promised this dedication is to Lacey get your twerk on sis ooh what (laughs) get it Thank you. 
bounce with it, just bounce with it. Everybody wanna come, I'm announcing it. I'm always gon' get it, I'm always gon' get it. Even if you sit back denouncing it. But I'm a good kid, I rock gold, I'm never gon' sleep with ya. I loved you, I've been wrong, but let me see the whole damn picture. But damn, I got it. Super motherfucker when he popped it. Fake ass ride when he copped it. Roll the snowmobile, so I know it's real. Nobody's ever really gonna stop it. Goddamn, yes, ma'am. Can I do what I can as a man? Can I be what I said? Do it better than anybody is really trying to be my fan. But come hang now with a vehicle. Ride through dirty, everybody seen you. While I drink my drink, you do your thing. Wake up feeling like you are all confused. Goddamn, and I do this solo. Love life, everybody want a photo. And I call my only girl, so she coming for the safe. So I tell the other bitch that I gotta slip away. So I do what I can, and I'm getting by. My family kinda sad that I'm getting high, but slow it down and I paid around. Motherfuckers wanna claim that I always lie, but I really do feel ya. I know my cows, but you real So I'ma just do it better than I ever did Just so I can say that I really do feel ya You feel me? You have been so hard to find But now that you're here, do we have the time? Body is pressed up on mine. This chemistry here is one of a kind. So, baby, tell me how I'll make you feel. Is this even real? Oh, yeah, yeah. And, baby, tell me, do you want to go? If you do, then let me know. If you do, then let me know. So, baby, tell me how I'll make you feel. Is this even real? Oh, yeah. What I need, so I exploit, but doesn't matter anyway. Running around and everybody wanna play. When I come through, damn, it's so hard to ever get a bitch now to break hearts. Uh, I bitch to break hearts. I never really did my thing till like late March, and I can't believe that I'm here right now, loving life, and everybody want me now. What up, and I'ma get you on. What up, and I'ma sing your song. What up, and I'ma get your thong. What up, and I'ma smoke your bone. What up, and we gon' get along. What up, fuck with me right now. Goddamn, shut the shit right down. All right, so we're back. All right, so hit us with the update. So we're gonna end on, I'm not gonna say a happier note because there's nothing happy about this story, but at least a small justice, I guess we could say. But as we mentioned throughout the episode, the Botham Jean verdict came out today. Um, And just a quick refresher on that story. So last year, Amber Geiger, an off-duty and now former Dallas police officer, she was fired, claimed she went to the wrong floor of her apartment building and mistakenly entered the apartment directly above hers, where her neighbor, Botham, was sitting on his couch watching TV. Um, Oh, whoops, I don't know what happened here. Hold on. Okay. So thinking he was an intruder, Geiger pulled out her gun and fatally shot him. She claimed she was acting in self-defense and she was arrested days after the shooting on a manslaughter charge, but was released from jail the same day. Um, So this past week, there was a week long trial in Dallas and Geiger's lawyers argued that she made a quote, understandable mistake, which I mean, are you kidding me? Like you fucked Bullshit. up. You fucked up. That guy was chilling in his apartment. And if you want to hear something that really just broke my heart, 
He's chilling in his apartment, eating a bowl of vanilla ice cream. And she walked in and shot him. And like that ice cream detail really struck me. Like this man is in the place that should be the That's safest me. place. That's... Yeah. In the whole world. For yes. him. Treating himself to a bowl of ice cream and he has to pay and for his like pajamas. Yeah. He had to pay couch. for that with his life for doing like the most. With his Ben and Jerry's ice cream. Yeah. Like, and this bitch just walked in and shot him. Like she's, he's doing like the most wholesome activity on life. Like really and then another thing that really broke my heart is that he's an immigrant from saint lucia and according to reports from his family they said he knew that it was dangerous to be black in america so he went out of his way to look the part like he made sure to wear nice ralph lauren dress shirts and always drive the speed limit because he did not want to risk any encounters with the police ever so after all of that after doing everything he could to be safe he was murdered in his own apartment and I read something about her lawyers trying to bring up like the stand your ground law or something, but it's like you can't stand your ground in someone else's apartment. Like, yeah, it makes no sense. Makes no sense. <laughs> I, I was like, are you, it wasn't your home. Yeah, like, are you kidding me? But so, anyways, the jury did convict her of murder, and she's looking at between five to ninety nine years in prison, which I'm really hoping she doesn't get the minimum sentence. But I checked the news right before we started recording, and there still hadn't been any updates on that. I think they're going to announce it tomorrow. Um, and I also just yeah, want to point out the uh, live trial. Yeah, um, but I do want to point out, on, like, oh, go on. Oh no, I'm saying that I was watching the live trial, the whole thing, and they concluded right before they like discussed whether well, like they were discussing with the giver, and then they concluded. So maybe tomorrow we should hear something. About yeah, it. yeah, I'm thinking tomorrow morning. Um, but yeah, I want to point out it was a very diverse jury. So the New York Times reported that of the 12 jurors, seven were black and four were white, and there were alternates that were other races. So I'm not saying race is the reason we got the verdict that we did, but the report did point out that in other instances of police brutality where offers were acquitted, the juries were mostly white. So you can take from that what you will. Um, so I'm watching a trial, right? Have, wait, have you seen a, a Black Lady Sketch show yet? Um, I watched a couple episodes. I need to catch up. So um, as I'm watching the trial, I see the judge come in, a black woman, she sits down. Oh, wait, wait, yeah, I did see this sketch, though. (laughs) (laughs) So I see the judge come in. I'm I'm watching the trial on YouTube, and then I see the prosecutor comes in, and now all I could think was, black lady courtroom. Black lady courtroom. (laughs) Love black lady courtroom. You're going to get her. (laughs) You know what? They got, I knew knew it was going to be a good day. I was like, they got her. They're going to get her. There's no force on earth more powerful and morally just than a black lady courtroom. <laughs> <laughs> like, the, okay, the prosecutor, she did an amazing job because, like, opposed to what we were talking about earlier, where they tried, like, Kayshawn, they tried to, like, paint him as a gang member. Yeah. She just completely showed, she completely humanized this man. And, like, he was a choir singer. Like, they showed videos of him singing at the choir, and they just brought his family up to talk about like all the good he would do in his community and they brought his supervisor off and just talk about like how good of a person he was and how like he all that goodness and just he was taken out on a on a random night yeah and how someone who can do that shouldn't be able to just like walk away and or not and not walk away in like five years but she should I hope she gets the full 99 like <laughs> I do too honestly like I'm like just Fucking slap her with it. You walked into someone else's apartment and rather than taking one second and looking around and saying, hmm, this doesn't look like my furniture. I'm in the wrong place. Yeah. Maybe, maybe you don't whip out your gun. And then 
I know some of the reports I read, she told him to put his hands up and then just shot him twice. So I'm like, you you gave that command and didn't even give him time to it. like comply with you. You know In what I mean? In situations like that, they always tell you to do a tactical pause. Just one second to just like get your surroundings together. Yeah. And if she would have took that, if she would have took that, that's why I, that's why I call bullshit her whole story. Because if you would have took that one second before you pull the trigger, you would have realized you are not in your apartment. Yeah. So why would a robber put on pajamas and then pull out some ice cream as he broke into your house? That makes no sense. Yeah. It makes zero sense. Perfect. And then if it was an accident, why would she not apply first aid? So you just accidentally shot a man, but instead of like applying first aid, she texts her partner. The dude she's like supposedly fucking too, and say, "Oh hey, like oh, I need some help." Can you I come didn't here hear and, like, this part. Me? I, the report I read said she did call nine one one, but I didn't hear any of this. Oh, so I was watching. I see the link too on YouTube. Okay. But yeah, no, like she didn't. She she did not apply first aid. She just she texted her little boyfriend. Was like, oh, and she and she said on the stand, I texted him because I needed someone to like support me in this moment. You're like, Not there's the a man, man dying on your floor. You need support. But you need emotional support. Like, what the fuck? Oh my god. And then she's crying. I'm like, I'm so sorry. I'm like, bye, pumpkin. Bye, girl. <laughs> bye. <laughs> oh yeah. It's like, well, now you are learning what a lot of people never will is you have to live with the consequences of your actions. Like. Yeah. Oh, and her dad. I wanted to punch her dad in the back of the head. And like, it's a moment because I thought when I heard it, because like, oh, you, when you watch things live on YouTube, there's like a whole comment section that like is like live, you know, chatting about it. Right. So when it read like guilty, uh, like the her, the family side of the room, they kind of cheered a little bit, and then you heard someone. It was like really low. You heard someone say like, "Oh, shut up!" And I was like, "Wait, what?" And I like rewinded it, and her dad told the, uh, his family to shut up as they like, were happy about getting the guilty plea. I was like, you fucking bitch. How are you mad at them for getting justice? Yeah, their child was murdered like, because of what your daughter did. Like Your daughter did. And you know what I love? As they walk up to the courtroom, they started chanting guilty. And I was like, yeah, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, my people, yeah. And it's like, it's so rare that we see any type of justice in this case. And I mean, I am, I'm remaining cautiously optimistic because like we said, like we don't know what the sentencing is going to be yet, but I'm hoping it'll be harsh enough to like um, yeah, this is, honor him. And I want her to get whiplash when she hears it. Another thing I wanted to say, which ties into what I was saying about Kassin too, is that in the reporting for this story, they like show that uh, it was the same thing, just this picture of this man with the brightest smile so sharp, so like like just radiating positivity and like they used this woman's mugshot and I was like, thank you! Thank you. Yeah. And they show her full, her full widow's peak and all. <laughs> that, like, yes. Like, it, I was just like, thank you. Because I like, again, I feel like it's so rare when these stories happen that we see like an accurate representation of the people involved. So I'm, I was happy this week to kind of see that in these stories. But yeah, I mean, we'll see what they decide for her. I hope she really, they like throw the book at her, but <laughs> we'll see. I'm just glad that. So, so as I'm watching the, uh, the news coverage, so someone asked, I guess on Twitter, they said, would she be going home tonight? And the one reporter was a black guy. He was like, no, no, she's not. And I was like, yes! <laughs> <laughs> Stay in prison, die in prison, yes! Yeah. Yeah, this one was rough. I, I vaguely remember reading about it, 
but I hadn't realized they hadn't sentenced her yet. So I yeah, just, I because I hadn't heard Twitter, about it in a long time, I just had assumed she'd done it and gotten off. Like, I was like, all right, well, she was acquitted, probably. So when this yeah, kind of... Re- so I saw on Twitter, and I was like, I gotta watch it now. Yeah, it kind of, like, recirculated back into my consciousness. I saw the trial was going on last week, and I was like, oh, oh, like, let's see what happens here. So, like I said, not not a happy note to end on, necessarily, but some small positive news in this dark world. <laughs> But it could have been worse. And I'll say that. (laughs) Yeah, it could have been a lot worse. Oh, well, that was (laughs) this week's episode of Bros of Murder. Uh, Make sure you follow us on the socials. That's Twitter at Murder Bra. Facebook at Bros of Murder. Instagram at Bros of Murder. Uh, If you downloaded the cookout app because it's out and you got your invitation and reserved your seat, then you'll see us on there. If you didn't get your uh, seat yet, you gotta wait till the fifteenth, guys. We're gonna add the next like couple hundred people. Uh, and that's all I have. Yeah, I think we uh and? pretty much covered it for me. Oh yeah, wait, aren't, aren't you going on vacation soon? Oh yeah, so this weekend I'm going camping out in the desert. Later this month I'm going mm-hmm. to Amsterdam and Malta, and then November I'm going to Japan, and I'm trying to plan a trip for Christmas, but we'll see if anything materializes but i'm gonna be bopping around a little bit yeah so later this month uh there's gonna be a special we're bringing uh our friend on there char because she has yeah she has a little thing that she's doing a podcast that she's working on and i told her she can uh hop on here and give the people a little taste of it is all about conspiracy theories Oh, so, she's perfect for that. Ready? I'm excited to listen. Yeah, yeah. She- <laughs> <laughs> I love so, it. So I was like, yeah, no, come on for Halloween. We're going to get deep with some crazy fucking conspiracies. And so keep your head off for that. because It's going to be fun. Because I got some shit that I'm working on. Ooh. I'm finding the craziest, most hotep <laughs> goddamn conspiracies <laughs> I can find. You went full hotep right there. <laughs> I'm going. I'm going full hotel. <laughs> y'all go. Y'all gonna hate me. <laughs> Wait, did you see the Black Lady sketch show, The Hotel, or what was it? The wedding. Yeah, the wedding. <laughs> <laughs> they, they wanted to kill our children. <laughs> I <laughs> died. <laughs> Everyone okay, go daddy. watch that. <laughs> but yeah, shout out the Black Lady sketch show because that, that's the funniest shit ever. And it's like, cause like, you know, these people, you do, you've met every single one of these people before, uh, but yeah, that's us signing out. We love you. Love you. Bye.
This podcast is part of the Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Colored Commentary Network. Where inclusivity matters.